The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community bringing you a program towards educating the general public on issues, questions and concerns and all that they need to know about the religion of Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fawson. This program is brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica and for the knowledge of the new listeners, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam. This community believes in the advent of the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, may peace be unto him. The Ahmadiyya Muslim community is also spread across over 200 countries and we believe in peaceful coexistence with God's creation and reject any form of violence. Our motto has always been love for all and hatred for none. In the course of the program, uh, if you wish to send in your question or concern, please do so via WhatsApp and the number to do so is 876-283-9533. That is 876-283-9533. Today on the show, on the program, I am delighted to be joined by two important missionaries of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. One joining me all the way from Paraguay is Imam Ghalib Batin, who is the missionary of our community. Imam Batin graduated from our seminary in Canada in the year 2014. And after his graduation, he also had the opportunity to serve in Ghana um, for a brief period as a trainee, after which he was subsequently appointed in Canada serving one year. For the past five years, Imam Batin has been a missionary of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in Paraguay. Imam uh, Batin, if you can hear me, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to our program. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Thank you for having me. And also joining us from here, Jamaica, right here is Imam Tariq Azim. And for the regular listeners, I believe Imam Tariq Azim doesn't need much of introduction. But just for the sake of the new listeners, Imam Tariq Azim is the president and missionary in charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. Imam Tariq, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to our program. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings be upon you and all the listeners. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for uh, your time on our program today. And uh, to give a gist of what we are doing today, we are talking about charity in Islam and also the whole concept of charity. Charity is one of the important um, practical aspects of worship in Islam, and um, it is quite emphasized in the holy scriptures and also the holy sayings of the prophet muhammad and muslims all over the world 
uh, encouraged to be charitable, particularly um, also during this holy and blessed month of Ramadan. So to begin with, let me um, go straight to Imam Ghalib Batin um, to take us through the concept of charity in Islam. Imam Batin, what is the concept of charity in Islam? Assalamu alaikum. Um, I would, to explain this, I would like to use a couple of verses from the Holy Quran, uh, the revealed book of God here on earth. Um, God says in the Holy Quran, this is a perfect book. There's no doubt in it. It is a guidance for the righteous. And in chapter, in, uh, chapter 2, verse 4, it says, who believe in the unseen and observe prayer and spend out of what we have provided for them. So right in, from the get-go, the Holy Quran is talking about people that spend out of what they have been provided for from God. And the beauty of the Holy Quran is that it's very logical. God is not asking you to spend your money to help others. God is saying that I provided you this money uh, or this, this wealth or this capacity to help others. And you should use your capacity or your wealth to help other people. And that's the concept of charity. It's to use what you have to benefit other people, to do service. In the Holy Quran, um, this, the concept of faith and the concept of service are, go hand in hand. Sure. Um, those who believe and then those who do good works. It's, 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 uh, they come together often in the Holy Quran. And with the promised Messiah, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Qadian. The, the holy founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, you mean? Uh, yes. Sure. Uh, he explains that, uh, that your faith and the Holy, giving a commentary of a verse of the Holy Quran, he says that the, the belief, the faith mentioned in the Quran is like a garden. And the good works are like the little rivers that give water to the garden. And he said that without the, 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 the water, the garden will die. And without good works, without helping others without giving charity, our faith too will eventually um, uh, shrivel up and die. So the Quran is uh, here is um, in this verse is talking about those who believe in the unseen, observe prayer. These are common things and um, a lot of people practice these two things that they believe in God and then they also pray. But here's the third part is, and they spend out of what we have provided for them. Here yeah. there's an action to be taken. The expression they spend out of what we have provided for them includes not only spending in the cause of Allah, but also spending for the welfare of the individual and the community. The words used here are used in the widest possible sense. Wealth, power, influence, physical and intellectual capacities. In short, all that one may receive from God, whether it be your health or your wealth, uh, must be devoted, at least in part, to the well-being of others. Uh, because without the service, without, without this water, your faith will die. The beneficiaries of this injection are not confined to the poor alone. All who have claims over the belongings of a Muslim are entitled to a share in them. The injunction applies to a mother who gives suck uh, to her child, uh, to a father who spends upon the education and upbringing of his children, a husband who provides for the needs of his wife, and the children who serve their parents. Uh, the commandment is aptly explained in the famous hadith, yourself has a claim upon you, your Lord has a claim upon you, and your guest has a claim upon you, and your family has a claim upon you. 
So you should give to everyone his due. So there's a concept that your wealth is not solely yours. Um, people have a right over it. And the poor and the needy people of this society also have a right um, to a portion of your wealth. And for that reason, we should help uh, people. So um, from what from, yeah, from what you said, you just said um, you are uh, taking us through why in Islam belief alone is not uh, sufficient, but then we should back it up with um, action. And among the actions is also, um, as you said, spending um, from what God Almighty has endowed us. And you have also explained that whatever Allah the Almighty or God the Almighty gives us, it is not for us only, but then others also have a share in that. And I mean, taking that out of which uh, purifies um, the remaining, um, you know, of what we have. And that is what is called charity. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's our responsibility to give charity and to help other people. It's not like a tax that you have to and it's forced for you to pay it. It is if we have faith, if one truly has faith, then automatically they will have this desire to help people and this desire to give charity. It's actually, a, your actions are a projection of your faith. So if someone, um, and your, um, and the order of this verse is interesting that it, it gives the order. It says that who believe in the unseen, first you need to believe in God, then those who pray, you have to, this will strengthen your uh, understanding and certainty in God. And then it goes and says that, uh, and spend out of what we have provided for them. So once someone has this certainty and has this faith and certainty in God, uh, automatically it'll become much easier for them to spend uh, because they know that Allah provided for them or God provided for them what they have and God will recompense them for uh, all what they're giving. That is quite interesting. Um, you have um, enumerated a verse in the Quran and um, talking about those who believe in God, describing the believers, it talks about those who believe in the unseen, basically. And believing in the unseen is something that anybody could, you know, say, I believe in the unseen. But then you back it up with prayer, offering the prayer. That is also something that somehow is visible to people around you. But then it could also be done that people would not see. But then it comes to the third, it descends to the third part where actually physically giving charity to others is also considered as one of the important aspects of faith. Thank you very much. Let me now come to Imam Tariq Azim to take us through the importance of charity in Islam. Can you share with as some hadith and some you know relevant um, information in Islam that has to give us an idea about the importance of charity and also link it with Ramadan. Yes, absolutely. Um, as our Imam here, Imam Batin has mentioned the importance uh, of charity that how it is so necessary for our spiritual development. There are countless verses in the Holy Quran that emphasize the importance of uh, spending in the way of God, being charitable towards, you know, to, towards mankind. And uh, one of the verses that I find really beautiful from the Holy Quran is taken from chap third chapter of the Holy Quran. It says, That you cannot attain righteousness. righteousness. You cannot become fully righteous 
unless you spend out of what you love. So charity is something that needs to be done out of love. It needs to be done out of its sincerity of heart. That is the most important thing. And that is what we find in the sayings of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, uh, repeatedly, like again and again, we find that, you know, he, he taught us the importance of charity. And, you know, there's one, one simple narration, which I find very powerful. Uh, I will get into many other narrations as well. But this one narration uh, basically simplifies or explains the importance of charity. The Prophet is, uh, you know, is quoted as saying, save yourself from hellfire, even by giving half a date fruit in charity. What he means here is that it is possible that some people might be so poor that they cannot afford to give, give anything in charity. Yeah. But this is what the emphasis is, that even if you don't have much, you still have something. There is many other people in the world who might not have anything. So keeping them in mind, and most importantly, keeping this in mind, that whatever you have is given to you by God Almighty. Give something in the cause of Allah. Give something as charity. And then, you know, uh, you will be saving yourself from the hellfire and admitting yourself in to the paradise. So it, this hadith, this saying of the Prophet mentions, giving half a date fruit. A date is almost, you know, a very small fruit. That, that, and that, giving half... Date palm. Exactly. It's a very small fruit that we, you know, we get. And he says, even if you can give half of that uh, in charity. So, you know, in Jamaica, if somebody can uh, give $50 in charity or even some change that they might have, even that will be considered, uh, you know, something, if, if their situation is so difficult, even giving something small like that can make a difference in our righteousness and can save us from the punishment and can help us enter into paradise. And this, this hadith, this saying you quoted is quite important and it gives the the fundamental, you know, importance of, of charity. And as I always would want to bring situations down to our level for the listeners to understand properly, the date palm which you said, the Prophet Muhammad said that we should save ourselves from fire, the hellfire, even if we have to give have a date palm. Date palm is not common here. Um, here in Jamaica, there is a particular fruit which is very common, like genap. And I believe you might you might know uh, about it. So it is almost like saying that even if you have to give a portion of genap to save yourself in charity, to save yourself from the hellfire, you should do so. And that is quite, quite important. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, this is what, this is how necessary that is, that even if we don't have, if you know, we shouldn't consider ourselves exempt just because we feel that we are the poorest in, you know, in the society. So therefore, we don't need to give charity. No, this is not how it works. Charity, whatever you have, whatever I have, it is blessed. It is given to me by God Almighty. None of this belongs to me. So if I give something in the way of God, if I give something as charity, Allah, God will multiply it many times and return it to me. This is our belief that we are given, uh, that we are taught in Islam. I will give you one more hadith on the importance of uh, charity. Sure. It is one of the basic pillars of Islam. And different terms has, have been used, as, as we heard from Imam Batin as well. Different terms have been used in the Holy Quran and the sayings of the Prophet, peace be upon him, to refer to charity. So in this saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, 
you know, it is mentioned that a man came to the prophet and asked that, tell me of such a deed as will make me enter paradise. So the prophet went on to list the pillars of Islam that you, you know, you observe prayer and uh, you do not associate partners with God. And one of them, uh, one of the things that he mentioned was that you pay the zakat or that is charity. So you see that this is how important it is that it is one of those essential deeds that we need to perform on a regular basis so that we become worthy of being admitted into paradise. Another very popular hadith, which we have quoted actually here uh, on our radio program many a times. Sure. This is the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, the upper hand is better than the lower hand. The upper hand is that of the giver and the lower hand is that of the beggar. So here the Prophet, peace be upon him, reminds us that we should always be those who are giving. Never be, you know, never be taking from other people unless it is extremely you know, necessary. But otherwise, we should always be those people who are trying to help others, always trying to give in charity. There's another couple of narrations. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do not withhold your money. For if you do so, Allah would withhold his blessings from you. Then he said, do not withhold your money by counting it. For if you do so, Allah will withhold his blessings from you and give you, basically meaning that he will give you uh, a small counted measures. So we believe that Allah the Almighty has, you know, uh, oceans or oceans or, you know, of uh, treasures or treasure, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So in the, uh, for him, uh, to, to be giving, when he starts giving, he doesn't, you know, uh, hold it back. But if we are being stingy, if we are being miser miserly, and every time, you know, before we spend a dollar or $10 or $50, sure. we are thinking about it, that how would it affect me and all these things. Um, it, 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 this is a reminder from Prophet, peace be upon him, to each one of us, that we should be ready to, uh, you know, spend it all in charity or as much as we can. When we look at the Prophet himself, it is mentioned that he, he called one companion by the name of Abu Zar. He said, Oh, Abu Zar, do you see the mountain of Uhud? There was, there's a mountain in, uh, near Medina Arabia. Yeah. So, in Arabia. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, asked him, that, Do you see that mountain? So the companion thought that you know, maybe the Prophet will say that you, know, you get me something from there or go there for some purpose. So he said, Yes, I do see it, uh, O Prophet of God. So the Prophet said, I do not, have, I do not love to have gold equal to the mountain of Uhud unless I spend it all in Allah's cause except three dinars. So he says that if I had a lot of money, money as much as that gold, or sorry, gold as much as that mountain, I would spend it all in the cause of Allah, only saving with me what I need to survive on. Literally just the smallest amount that I need to survive on, nothing beside that I would keep for myself. So this is, this is the emphasis we see in in charity, this is the lesson that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has given us. And we have seen it throughout his life that people would come to him and he would keep giving, keep giving, keep giving. And it is mentioned in one, one narration that some person came and he asked Prophet that, you know, to, uh, to seek the blessings of the Prophet, that please give me something. So the Prophet gave him some, whatever it might have been. And then he asked twice, three times, each time the Prophet gave, and then the third time he said that, he explained to him that you should not be of those who, who beg, who ask. So, the, so that companion, he took that lesson to his, 
to his heart. And then in, he says, in the rest of my life, I never begged anybody. I always was the one giving charity, never taking charity. And by the grace of God, I mean, it shows that when he had that firm faith that he's never going to take charity, only give, then God Almighty made it possible for him that he never had to turn towards anybody for help. One, another, actually, there's a few more narrations if there is time. Yeah, yeah, go, One go more, ahead, yeah. Thank you. One more narration I will mention here. The prophet, peace be upon him, said, there is no envy except in two. So only two people can be envied. Number one, a person whom Allah has given wealth and he spends it in the right way. So this is one thing. You know, he, this is the first person I talked about. The second person, he says, whom Allah has blessed with knowledge and he judges with it and teaches this knowledge to other people. So here we again, we see that the Prophet, peace be upon him, is emphasizing that if you want to be envious of somebody or jealous of somebody, it shouldn't be somebody who has a lot of money. It should be somebody who has money and he spends it, you know, as charity to help mankind, to help, you know, um, the propagation of the faith or to serve humanity in various different forms. Sure. So this, this is the importance given in Islam to charity. There is one more uh, narration of the, uh, of the Prophet that I will mention. It is a small story. Uh, and the Prophet says that a man said that he would give something in charity so he went out with his object of charity and unknowingly gave it to a thief. Next morning, the people said that he had given his object of charity to a thief. On hearing that, he said, Oh Allah, all the praises are for you. I will give charity again. And so he again went out with his arms and unknowingly gave it to an adulteress or a prostitute. Next morning, the people said that he had given his arms to an adulteress last night. The man said, Oh Allah, all the praises are for you. I gave my charity to an adulteress. I will give my charity again. So he went out again and unknowingly gave it to a rich person this time. The people next morning said that he had given his alms to a wealthy person, his charity to a wealthy person. He said, Oh Allah, all the praises are for you. I had given charity to a thief, to an adulteress, and to a wealthy man. Then someone came and said to him, the arms that you, which you gave to the thief might make him abstain from stealing. Yeah. And that given to the adulteress might make her abstain from illegal sexual intercourse. And that given to the wealthy man might make him take a lesson from it and spend his wealth, which Allah has given him in Allah's cause. So here, one, another important lesson is learned. And that is that our intentions need to be pure. We should be ready to serve mankind, serve humanity. We should be ready to be charitable at all times. And Allah will bring about good results from it. We don't, we, you know, we should try to find the most deserving people. But at the same time, if our intention is pure, the good results will come from our charity regardless. So this was another uh, important uh, hadith or the narration that I wanted to mention. One last narration I will mention in this topic and then I will close. The Prophet, peace be upon him, had men has salam, mentioned salam. seven people that will be under the shade of mercy on the day of judgment. And one of them is a person who practices charity so secretly that his left hand does not know what his right hand has given. 
So this is another important aspect of charity, that when we are giving uh, money or any other form of charity to help mankind, it should not be uh, as for as, sure. As a, for sure, for sure, for citation or any such thing, it should be uh, done so quietly in a manner so that it is for we. It is only for the sake of God Almighty that we are doing it to please Allah the Almighty. And and it is mentioned in the Holy Quran several times that people, uh, Muslims, they give in the cause of Allah the Almighty. They uh, do their good deeds so silently that you know uh, nobody around them finds out. Why? Because they are doing it. Soul, you know, their sole purpose of doing that is God Almighty or pleasure of God Almighty. And this is what we need to keep in mind when if we want to attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty, nearness of Allah the Almighty, we must spend uh, out of what Allah the Almighty has given us. Thank you very much uh, for taking us through the various narrations and also the importance of charity in Islam and I believe we have um, you know um, learned a lot from uh, those narrations at this point let me quickly go to Imam Ghalib uh, Batin Sahib who I would want to take us through the Holy Quran does the Quran define does it specify those people who are deserving of charity those that charity has to be given to yes um, the Quran does uh, give eight categories of people that uh, the charity can be used towards. In uh, verse 60 of chapter 9 of the Holy Quran, uh, God says that alms are only, or charity is only for the poor, the needy, those who are employed in connection therewith, those who, and for those whose hearts are to be reconciled, and for the freeing of slaves, and for those in debt, and for the cause of Allah, and for the wayfarer or for the traveler. And this is an order from Allah and Allah is all knowing and wise. So there are categories and there are groups of people, but also logically just thinking about it, anyone that is in need, that who is in a worse off situation than you're in, uh, can be deserving of um, charity in Islam. Could you, could you please go over the categories? It is, it is quite important that um, certain specification of people have been outlined as those who are deserving to be taken, I mean, uh, to be given charity. Um, in the Islamic concept of charity, charity has, I think, two forms of giving. Some can be given to the state to be, I mean, um, forwarded to certain deserving people, like when you talk about the zakat. And then there's charity that individually you can give to a person that you know you you feel deserve it so from that verse Allah the Almighty has outlined those that charity should be given to yeah so uh, you asked me to go over them again so there's eight categories number one um, the poor uh, the poor yeah. also called al-fukara people yeah. of low income okay number two the needy people called al-masakin in Arabic and um, these are people who may have lost their job recently. Yeah. They might be wearing good clothes. They might live in a decent house. And they won't ask, but they're deserving of the charity and they require it, but they're, um, they will not go out and ask for this charity. Number three is the officials appointed to uh, administer or receive um, the sadaqah or the charity. 
but this is only if they are in need, if they're in this category where they too are uh, requiring it. Otherwise, they uh, should not take from it. And number four is those whose hearts have been recently reconciled to Islam. Uh, people who have uh, joined recently uh, to the community, but it's, it can also be used to create reconciliation amongst people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to create peace amongst people. Um, sometimes there might be a conflict over some money between uh, two parties and it can be resolved if uh, the money is paid. So sure. as a Muslim, you can pay that money to resolve the conflict. Uh, number five, to free slaves and captives. Um, back in the day, there used to be slavery and the teachings of Islam were to gradually uh, free slaves and make them uh, fully functioning members of the society. And the Holy Prophet is the greatest emancipator of slaves through the teachings of the Holy Quran. Number six, those who are overburdened with debt. Also, if someone has a lot of debt, we have uh, we can use our sadqa to help sure. them get out of the debt. Number seven, in the case of uh, in the cause of Allah to spread the message of Islam, so we can also use the sadqa uh, towards preaching initiatives and towards spreading the message of Islam. And uh, last but not least, uh, to those who are wayfarers, travelers who do not have enough money to get back home. So. Um, these are the eight categories uh, listed in the Holy Quran. And that's quite, and quite, it, yeah, go ahead, please. In, in a summary, uh, it's just anyone in need, I think, is deserving of sadqa or charity. That's quite, quite important, particularly considering the situation in the world today where people who in the last, last four months were having gainful source of income and then today... They are, they are out of jobs. So all these people, according to the Islamic understanding of charity, are deserving of charity. The poor, the needy, as you stated, and those also who work, I mean, on the collection of those charity, they are also deserving of it. And then, you know, you outlined several other factors. Thank you very much. And this, this topic is quite important, particularly, as I said, considering what the world is going through now, where situations have turned, you know, overnight, that people who never thought that they are going to lack within at least the next year or two find themselves in this kind of condition. And it is a collective responsibility of all of us to help those that are um, in need. And that, that is what Islam encourages us. So, Imam Tariq, somebody would say, I have understood everything you have said. Yeah, you're talking about charity. How I wished I had the ability to give charity. But then I don't have money. Does it take only money to give charity, Imam Tariq? Uh, in Islam, charity, as we We've been saying it again and again. Charity is extremely important. It is, you know, part of the faith. But again, there might be some people who absolutely have nothing, or at least at a particular time, you know, a stretch of uh, time, they don't have anything. So in that case, we we see guidance that what uh, what does Islam teach? So in the time of Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, we find that there were some people who were always in the forefront of financial contribution. They were generally the wealthy or, you know, well-to-do people. And then there were some 
who did not have money at all to contribute in the cause of Allah. So they would come to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and ask him that how can we, you know, compete with our brothers who are doing so much charity and earning more reward from God Almighty than us. We don't even have the funds to, you know, uh, to compete with them. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, taught them some prayers, some words to glorify God Almighty. So that glorification, we call it tasbih, that glorification uh, became a form of charity for them. It, you know, later in the same narration goes on to say that these uh, companions, uh, these uh, well-to-do companions found out that these, uh, you know, other companions that started doing these, uh, reciting these words of glorification of God Almighty. So they learned those words and they started saying those as well. So again, they went a step ahead of their poor brothers and sisters who couldn't give charity. So then those poor ones came again to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and said that, what can we do? Now they do the same prayers as us and they're spending more, uh, you know, with their wealth sure. and we can't do it. So the Prophet said that, uh, you know, it is Allah who blesses uh, each one of us as he desires. And Allah Ta'ala basically will hold us accountable for what we have. But then at the same time, uh, as you quest, as you ask that, is there other forms of charity? So uh, as this hadith tells us, as this saying tells us, glorifying God itself is a charity. Yeah. I'll read one hadith. It says that, uh, a saying of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, it is said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, when you get up in the morning, charity is due from every one of your limbs. All glorification of Allah is charity. All praise of Allah is charity. Enjoining good is charity. Forbidding evil is charity. Two rakat of prayer in the forenoon equals all this. Well, so here you can see that many things, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he has referred to all of them as charity. He has said that if you tell people to do good, enjoining good, that itself becomes a charity because you're doing something to help the society. When you see somebody, somebody doing something wrong outside on the street and you approach them and you tell them that, please don't do this, this is not appropriate. You are, you know, this is your, uh, this is you contributing to charity. In another narration of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, he said that every good deed is charity. So here, he, he opens it. He, does, he says it's not just money that is charity. It's not just some food or wealth that is charity. He says every good deed is charity. And then I will read one, another narration. And this is actually a very comprehensive list of what is charity. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, your smiling in the face of your brother is charity. So here you can see even a smile can be considered a charity by Allah the Almighty. So if instead of staying angry and, uh, uh, you know, uh, always complaining about things, if we smile and give out positive energy to the people around us, even that can be considered a charity. Yeah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, commanding good and forbidding evil is charity. You're giving directions to a man lost in the land is charity for you. So this is another small thing that we are outside on the street and somebody asks, asks us direction. If we help that person out, even that we will get the reward. So even that becomes a charity. charity. See, we, 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 many of us get these small opportunities to do charity in this way um, daily on many occasions. But sometimes either we are too much in a rush or we want, we want to be some, uh, some other place at that time. So we ignore these opportunities. 
But if we just become a good human being, we are being charitable at all times. Then he says, you're seeing for a man with a bad side is a charity for you. That's when you help a person, a person with um, impaired vision to I mean, find their way, that is also charity. That is also charity. Then he says, your removal of a rock, a thorn, or a bone from the road is charity for you. Obviously, so an, an obstacle from the way. An obstacle from the way. I mean, sometimes we see people throwing obstacles in the way. Very few of us are actually uh, charitable in this sense that we remove those things from the way. Those who do it, Allah the Almighty counts as, as a charity on their behalf. And then uh, he said, you're pouring what remains from your bucket into the bucket of your brother is charity for you. So in a very simple manner, if you cook something and you share it with your brother, with your neighbor, it also becomes a form of charity and it is accepted by Allah the Almighty as charity. This is how important charity is. I will finish by reading one more hadith. And in this hadith, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, every Muslim has to give charity. The people asked, Oh Allah's Prophet, if someone has nothing to give, what will he do? He said he should work with his hands and benefit himself and also give in charity from what he earns. The people further asked, if he cannot find even that, he replied, he should help the needy who appeal for help. Then the people asked, if he cannot do that, he replied, then he should perform good deeds and keep away from all evil deeds, and this will be regarded as charitable deeds. So again, we should be spending with our money, with our wealth to help mankind. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, mentioned this as the last thing that when you cannot do anything else, then you should continue to do this. This should be done by a believer at all times, that is to do good deeds and stay away from evil deeds and help as much you know, as we can uh, other people in whichever way possible, such as I, uh, you know, some things I mentioned in the other narration. So this is how important, how essential it is to be charitable. And if we have no uh, means of doing charity, then we must uh, do good deeds and stay away from evil deeds. Even that will be counted as charity by Allah the Almighty. Thank you very much. And that was quite comprehensive. Uh, so as, as I asked, it doesn't take only money or uh, physical possessions to give charity, but then there are several forms of charity that can be given. And quite recently, during the lockdown in some other countries, some section of youth from this the Ahmadiyya Muslim community uh, embarked on a, you know, a project by visiting people who were under lockdown and needed help. It is possible, yeah, they did not have the, the financial um, aid to give them, but then some people had given some financial aid. Some others also came out and they offered to deliver those consignments to people who needed them and also uh, visited people in their homes, I mean, offered to go and buy their medication for them, and these are all forms of charity. But as you said, Islam expands the, the, the concept of charity even further. And um, in Islam, the Prophet Muhammad again is also reported to have said that even the food that you put in the mouth of your wife or your spouse also constitutes uh, charity. And then also there are uh, there's something in Islam which is called Sadaqah to Jariyah, that is uh, charity that continues to grow and grow. And one of them is 
planting a fruit bearing tree, things like mango or guava, that even when you die, as people come to pluck some and eat and enjoy to quench their I mean their hunger and their thirst, you also get blessings even when when you are dead and then also b- building a house of worship that is also among what is called the sadaka to jaria that is the overflowing um continuous charity thank you very much imam um tariq azim now let's look at the other religions we are talking about we've been talking about islam for quite a long time and people i mean most of our listeners might not be muslims so they would say yeah this is what islam says but then for me my religion says nothing about charity um so i might not be um interested let's look at the other religions in christianity and other religions do these religions also talk about charity do they encourage charity imam galib um yes i think all religions uh, to some degree encourage charity and giving i wanted to add on to your point about sadaka jaria yeah there's the story where sure, an old sure. like when a king was passing by and he saw an old man like a very old man planting a tree a man that had one foot in the grave and the king said that you know this is a foolish deed you're you're never going to eat of this fruit that you're planting you'll die long before this tree gives fruit and the old man said that uh well, when i was younger i ate of fruit that other people had planted and now i'm planting a tree that uh that the future generations will eat from that's 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 quite quite interesting and you know uh philosophical that um a, i mean a king who happens i mean who thinks himself to be the most you know intelligent person will see an elderly person who i mean is planting a fruit bearing tree but then the king discourages him by saying that uh, you are going to die very soon so what is the need of planting this tree and then he said when i was a child i ate fruit from people who planted who are not even alive so i have to also plant some for them and that is quite interesting mm-hmm. sure yes um so uh, you know a big part of giving charity is to be grateful and once we have gratitude we'll automatically uh, look to ways to um help others so the first i think the first step is to be grateful and the second step is to give charity uh back to your question about what other teachings other religions teach let's focus on christianity Yeah. because i think the majority of jamaica will be christians sure so i'll share a few ver- uh, quotes of jesus christ uh, make peace and blessings of allah be with him in all in acts uh, chapter 20 verse 35 it says in all things i have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the lord how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive as uh, imam tariq had said earlier yeah, that yeah, the yeah. upper hand is better than the lower hand sure so again jesus is reinforcing that statement by saying that it's more blessed to give than to receive showing that being charitable is important in christianity again um in uh, hebrews 13 verse 16 uh, it says do not neglect to do good do not neglect to do good and share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to god and uh, there's a there's a really nice story in luke in the yeah. gospel of luke uh, jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into an offering box um and he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins a very small amount of money sure 
And he said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. So she sacrificed everything. And it goes to show that charity is not uh, more money or less money. It's, the idea is to sacrifice, to feel that you gave something. And uh, obviously, if you are a millionaire and you give $100, it's not a big sacrifice. It's not a big <laughs> amount of charity yeah, considering true, true. how much money you have. Yeah. And if you're a poor person that's just having trouble making ends meet, um, to give even $10 is a huge amount of money for you. So the idea, uh, and Imam Tariq had um, spoken of this, that you can never gain righteousness until you spend out of that which you love. It's not, charity is not giving your old shoes to someone or your old clothes to, in, in charity boxes. That's not the idea, that's not the Islamic idea of charity. The Islamic idea of charity is to share or to give from something you enjoy. That which you love, you love most. Exactly. If you have a favorite dish of food that you like eating, share that with your neighbor. Um, if you have um, anything you enjoy, you, you know, it could be a dessert, it could be, um, it could be a toy. Uh, if you like it, then you should wish that your neighbor or, your, or other people also enjoy the same thing. You should not give charity uh, or things in charity that are below your consumption. That, for example, if people eat a certain quality of meat and you are donating that meat to other people, that's not a great charity. So I think um, Judaism, I'm going to focus more on Christianity today. Sure. Uh, in Proverbs, uh, it says that whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. So this is also a concept in Islam that uh, um, this, this charity is a type of loan given to God, and God will recompense this loan many times over. Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting and also informative. And you have, you have also taken us through quite a number of uh, biblical um, sayings. And most of what you said are uh, in tandem with uh, the Islamic teachings. And um, so th th there, is, there isn't much space for anybody to say, yeah, I'm not a Muslim, so what you are saying has nothing to do with me. The Imam Tariq said that um, when we give from one hand, the other hand should not see. You also mentioned that when giving charity, we should not give things that are substandard, things that we don't need. But then as the Quran says that we should give things that we also love. A lot has been said. We have said a lot about the individual, how, I mean, why there is the need to be charitable. But then at this point, let's, let's center on the community that we belong, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And I would start with Imam Tariq Azim to let us know what is the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica doing and what are some of the charitable actions and the activities the Jamaat, the community has undertaken here in Jamaica? Um, thank you for the opportunity. I mean, our community, Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat here in Jamaica, as well as, you know, um, all over the world, we try to uh, do as much as charitable deeds that we can do. Uh, from the, you know, discussion we have had today, we have, I'm sure our listeners understand that our you know, uh, concept of charity in Islam is not limited just to giving 
uh, money to the needy, giving to the poor, but rather many things fall under charitable deeds. So over the years, our community here in Jamaica has done many, uh, many charitable projects. Just to mention a few, uh, we in the past used to have literacy classes for adults. Uh, those adults that did not you know, learn how to read or write uh, in, their, in their youth, in their childhood. And uh, because of that, they were not able to cope with the changing environment, changing uh, you know, uh, the workplaces in the world. The, the way the world operates today it is much different than it did maybe 50 or 60 years ago. Sure. Back then, maybe it was possible to get by without having basic education or literacy. But today, it is an essential, and you cannot even survive today. Uh, you cannot even find a basic job if you don't know how to read or write. So for this purpose, our community was part of a pro program where we had offered our mosque, our space to, to the local uh, society, local community, and uh, people, not just Ahmadi Muslims, but general people from our neighborhood were coming and participating in these classes, and these went on for a number of years. And over 90% of the students were not, I mean, Muslims. Exactly, exactly. And the, the main purpose was to, to help our community, help our neighborhood. Uh, there was another program that went on for a few months that was self-defense and uh, exercise or yoga classes for women. So this was particularly, you know, uh, many a times we see men uh, having the luxury of doing different things. So our community had hired a physical instructor, uh, a lady, and she used to help out these other ladies who, who would come from the neighborhood and participate in these uh, workout programs. So this was another initiative that our community carried out for a short period of time here in Jamaica. Another uh, program that we've been having, a project that we've been having for a long time now, is our open library with computers and internet access for children for educational purposes. In our neighborhood, in our, you know, near our headquarters in St. Catherine, there is many people that do not have computers at their homes. They might have phones and, you know, et cetera, but they do not have computers. And many of the children require computers to do their homework and different Even internet, internet availability is another issue. Exactly. So our mosque is always open for children who wish to come in for educational purposes, who wish to come and uh, work on any school project or anything like that. Our library has always been open. And whenever they come, we always try and accommodate them. Besides this, we have had sports tournament over the years. Many of our uh, people around the, uh, you know, our mosque here in uh, Old Harbor St. Catherine, they're aware. We've had many sports tournaments. And the main purpose of those tournaments is to engage our youth into good, healthy activities. Instead of letting them go towards uh, something that is, uh, you know, where they where they're wasting their lives. Crime, crime and, and, and unnecessary you know, endeavors. Crimes. Exactly. So we, we try to engage them in healthy activities with, which, you know, and try to motivate them to make the best of their, of their life. Beside that, in the past, a couple of years ago, we also participated in a, a cleanup of our local park here in Old Harbor. And in the future, we look to participate in beach cleanups as well. Beside this, we, I mean, speaking, I'm trying to cut the list short. I mean, we, charity and serving humanity is part of our faith, uh, you know, at, in such a way that it is our daily thing. This is what we do on a daily basis. Because of COVID-19, because of the lockdown, many people have been affected in this manner that they've not been able to work. They've not been able to go back to work. And, uh, they, you know, uh, surviving 
making ends meet has been difficult for them. So what we have been doing is, uh, especially particularly to the members of the community, but also outside, whomsoever we could help, we prepared food hampers with some basic essentials such as uh, rice, uh, flour, cornmeal, sugar, and a few couple other things. And we distributed it to, to the people whom, whom we thought that were in need. And even today, we are currently, our members are distributing food to the neighborhood uh, that we reside in. Uh, again, the purpose is that we know that many people uh, are suffering because of, the, or because of the lockdown, because of coronavirus. Jobs have been impacted. So we are doing all that we can. And it is because it is a teaching of the Holy Quran. It is a teaching of Islam that we should spend as much as we can. You know, even if we have very limited resources, we should try and help out uh, people around us and serve them in the best manner possible. That's, that's quite a, a tall list you have, you have given. Uh, although, you, yeah, you said due to time you cannot mention, I mean, all. Oh, but then one, um, an, another important thing I wanted to also um, bring to attention is the annual summer camp, um, you know, for, for students within our vicinity that we organize every year in summer for students. And I think the previous one we had had over 50 students and these are classes that are offered for two to three weeks uh, straight without, I mean, taking any dollar or even cent from any parent is just free of charge and just not not just free but then we also provide some kind of refreshment for the students and also the, the the teachers who come and teach so these are some of the activities as you you said the Ahmadiyya muslim community has been undertaking and also plan to take in the near future as we pray that the situation around the world you know slows down let me come to imam galib in Paraguay, what are, what are some of the charitable um, activities the community has taken over there? The Ahmadiyya community uh, uh, teaches charity and it also practices charity, uh, sure. not only in Paraguay, but every single country where it exists, it helps people. So some of the things that the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has done in Paraguay is that during the COVID-19 coronavirus epidemic, we have... Um, turned our mosque into a small uh, food bank and that people can come and collect uh, food hampers from the mosque for groceries. And also we have gone and we have gone and given out food hampers to people that are in need. Um, so uh, recently, just today, we sacrificed um, uh, a couple of animals and we are distributing the meat to people that are in need. Um, uh, we have in the past done blood donations a couple times where people have come and donated blood organized by our community. Uh, we have built tiny homes for people that need shelter that don't have anywhere to live. So we have built them these um, small houses. Uh, and um, like your camps that you just mentioned, we also do a basketball camp. Um, and we give the jerseys and we support an organization that's uh, running the camp. So we help in that regard as well. And also we, we join uh, different groups that are also doing charity. For example, garbage cleanup that's cleaning up a beach. We also join them and we also clean uh, the garbage. Or if it comes to tree planting, our community has also gone out and done tree planting. So um, again, it's a limited 
amount of time and, uh, and there's a lot of projects that we have done and we plan on doing, but the idea is that we always try to stay busy and do some kind of help or another. This is what the Ahmadiyya Muslim community around the world is noted for, whether in Jamaica, whether in Paraguay, in Belize, in Ecuador. I mean, name it, and we are there um, helping humanity in general. And um, regardless of whatever denomination, whatever religious affiliation they might have, we, you know, transcend, you know, borders and barriers and also religions. And um, we, our utmost priority is service to humanity as our motto goes, love for all and hatred for none. So, um, gentlemen, I should say thank you very much for your time on today's episode of our program. And um, for the listeners, if you just joined us, we um, spoke about charity, the concept of charity in Islam and why it is important for us to be charitable. And uh, it is our prayer that God the Almighty protects each and every one of us and uh, alleviate these problems and situations the world is going through. Until we come your way next time with another interesting episode from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, it's love for all, hatred for none, and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mm-hmm.